Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome to Inside Sources. I'm again your guest host, Lee Lonsberry. This is day two of my run uh, of three days this week. Uh, tomorrow I'll be with you again, and then I'll, I'll say goodbye. I'll hop on a jet plane and fly off back to my uh, wife, who uh, I miss dearly. Uh, th- we're going to cover a number of things today. Uh, in a short time, we're going to speak with Jason Curry, uh, who's going to give us an update. Uh, Jason, of course, is the spokesperson for the Utah Division of Fire, Forestry, and State Lands. He's going to give us an update on the Green Ravine Fire. We we have, of course, entered into this fire season. Yesterday, it was the... Uh, Snoqualmie fire. I remembered it. Snoqualmie. Pronounced it well. Uh, luckily, uh, yesterday that fire, uh, it destroyed no structures. Uh, it caused no injury. Uh, it was uh, certainly an inconvenience and a scary thing. Uh, but, uh, but here in Utah, we're pretty good at, uh, at fighting these things. And we're going to get an update on the, the latest fire we're facing again by, uh, Jason Curry here after the break. Uh, want to also talk uh, very briefly about Hurricane Dorian. We, since yesterday, unfortunately, uh, made the sad prediction that we would uh, start today uh, learning of a, a, a higher body count. And that's exactly what happened. The death toll has risen to, to seven uh, there in the Bahamas. Uh, hopefully it doesn't climb any higher, and uh, we're rooting for those folks uh, down there who are picking up the pieces of a pretty shattered uh, life and community. Uh, further on down the show, we're going to talk about the State Fair. The State Fair is back up and running, kicks off later this week. Uh, a lot of things they have uh, in store for you to enjoy. Uh, one, though, as I was scrolling through the different uh, attractions, is the Demolition Derby. The Demolition Derby. I years ago convinced myself that I would become a Demolition Derby driver, and I looked at, uh, uh, we had a minivan at the time, and I looked at that minivan, and I thought, I wonder if I could be, or if I could put on some of those, uh, like, police ramming bumper-type things on the front and back of the uh, minivan. If I could be such a good demolition derby driver, again, I'm 15, 16 years old, could I be such a good demolition derby driver that I could affix those bumpers onto the front and rear, compete in the demolition derby, win, and then remove the bumpers, replace the minivan back in my mom's driveway uh, without anyone being a wiser? Uh, Luckily, I think for all involved, myself most of all, that never came to pass. Anyway, Utah State Fair has a demolition derby. I think it's on the 14th. Uh, we're hopefully going to speak to someone uh, from the fair later on in the program. But uh, uh, again, my, my demolition derby fixation, I need your help. I haven't been to a demolition derby in a number of years. 
But I remember there were a few elements that were a bit peculiar. I remember many of the drivers uh, driving in reverse, uh, trying to ram. And I always wonder, are we uh, protecting the radiator or what? what, uh, what why are we going backwards? Uh, and so I, uh, this is my plea to you out there. I need your help. If you uh, yourself, this is the ideal, if you yourself are a demolition derby driver, if you have ever participated in a demolition derby, uh, I want you to, to to send me a text message. I'd like to talk to you here on the air. Uh, please send, uh, the number is 57500. That's the Utah Community Credit Union text line, 57500. This is a call to, this is a call to, uh, all demolition derby drivers. Uh, also, are there a fi- are there judges? They probably know the rules. If there are demolition derby judges, you're also uh, uh, please begged to to text in five seven five zero zero Utah Community Credit Union text line. I want to learn about the tactics and the rules of demolition derby. How do you win? If you're a driver, what are you doing to prolong uh, the the life of your car? And also, I'm I've also been curious about the economics of the whole thing. How is it? Are there folks who are like career demolition derby drivers? Is there a demolition derby circuit? Do we travel from town to town? I want to know it all. If you have the answers, uh, please text in five seven five zero zero Utah Community Credit Union text line. All right, that's my uh, tangent for now. But please help me out with that. I am excited. I want to learn about demolition derby. Uh, the the, the county, Utah, Salt Lake County has been awarded a grant, uh, and that grant will be used to combat the opioid epidemic as we see it uh, here. And there are some real smart folks uh, here in the state who have some good plans for that money. And uh, as as the show progresses, we're going to speak with uh, Mr. Gary Edwards, who's the executive director of the Salt Lake County Health Department. He uh, was crucial in securing that grant. He wrote up the application, certainly had his hands on. He's going to tell us all about uh, where the grant money uh, will go to to best serve those uh, here in Utah. Those are the folks who uh, are are maybe sufferers uh, of of some unfortunate addiction. Uh, also, the family members, and uh, and certainly what we can do to prevent that. We're going to hear from Gary Edwards, Executive Director of the Salt Lake County Health Department. We're also later on going to hear from a friend of mine. Uh, you you've heard from her uh, many times, uh, Jenny Taylor. Uh, you'll remember her. Uh, she, of course, is the widow of uh, Major Brent Taylor, who lost his life in Afghanistan. She uh, is 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 wonderful and warm and well spoken and the picture uh, of grace. And she would like to share some information about an organization called Weber County Forward. Uh, oddly, it, uh, it it's it's totally aside from from most of the things we've heard from Mrs. Taylor in the past. This is about how the the Weber County government is structured. And she's going to talk about an, an effort to take a closer look at that and uh, and learn from there. Yesterday, we broke a piece of news, and uh, I had intended to get back to it and spend more time on what uh, uh, what had taken place. We ran out of time. I didn't get to it. But in the, in the hours since, we've learned a, a bit more about what Walmart is up to. The CEO of Walmart, uh, Mr. Doug McMillan, yesterday to his employees sent out a rather lengthy memo. And it's in that memo we learn that Walmart will cease to sell handgun ammunition as well as ammunition chambered in two two three and five five six, uh popular ammunition for the uh, AR-15 firearm. Uh, Walmart is done with that. They are getting out of the, the, the ammunition business for the most part. Uh, they say they will continue to carry 
hunting ammunition, and, and that's a fine thing for, for hunters. Uh, but it does raise a number of questions. Their decision to uh, walk away from the sale of handgun ammunition and then these other types of ammunition chambered uh, in, the, in the 223 and the 556. Utah has a gun expert. You've heard his name before. You know who he is. Uh, it's Clark Apotion. Uh, Clark is going to join me. He and I are going to walk through some of the details uh, of this Walmart memo and some of the specifics uh, of what those impl- uh, impl- what's the word I'm trying to say? <laughs> Implications. Implications. This is radio. I should have the words all sorted out before I come on here. Uh, Clark Apotion will be our guest. He's the, the chairman of the Utah Shooting Sports Council. A great guy. I've known for a, a number of years and uh, and someone who will who help us understand uh, really what uh, it means uh, or what was written, rather, in this memo sent to Walmart employees. There have been a number of uh, reactions from folks uh, in the wake of this Walmart meadow, uh, memo. Um, the NRA has put out a statement. I think it's no surprise that they are very disappointed. Uh, the National Shooting Sports Foundation, they've also put out a, a more measured response, I'd say. They uh, are certainly disappointed that uh, that Walmart would cease this type of uh, business. But uh, they understand that Walmart is a, a, a company that's free to operate uh, how it will. And this type of behavior is not unprecedented. We've seen uh, moves uh, away from this type of business in the past. And we're going to spend some time later on uh, talking uh, about all of that. I want to I want to read to you the memo. It's rather lengthy, so I'm going to ask you to bear with me. Uh, and I'll also share with you the, the, the complete statement from the NRA as well as the NSSF, the Shooting Sports Foundation. And then as we wrap up the show today, uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to ask you to forgive me. I'm going to hijack the show for my own purposes. I yesterday told you that I am about to become a dad. I'm about seven weeks uh, from becoming uh, the father uh, to a, a beautiful young uh, baby girl. I, I presume she's beautiful. I haven't, we haven't met yet. I'm pretty confident she's beautiful. My wife's beautiful, uh, and uh, and I'm sure she's she's growing a beautiful baby in her belly. Uh, my wife has asked me to get smart in a number of areas. Uh, she uh, some time ago told me that she would like to to give birth uh, to to our baby girl with the aid of a doula. I didn't know what a doula was then, and to be honest, still now I have some questions. And I don't know if you've ever heard this term come up before, uh, or if you yourself know what a doula is. But uh, because my my days are pretty hectic, uh, I'm going to take advantage of my time here on the air and have a conversation uh, with the founder of the Utah Doula Association. She's going to come on. She's going to tell us uh, what exactly is a doula, what they do, what they don't do. Uh, And we're also going to talk a a little bit more uh, with uh, another expert on some of the things that I'm going to need to know as I uh, become a new Parent. Uh, Right now, the time is 12:44. When we come back, uh, we're going to speak with Jason Curry. We're going to get an update on the Green Ravine fire. I'm your guest host here on Inside Sources, Lee Lonsberry. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.